Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Talk to them. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of We Talk Back. It's your girl, Tam Bam. I missed you guys so much, and I'm so glad we're here together today. How y'all doing? Hey. Hey, girl. It's your homegirl, AJ Holiday. Hey. Me. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey, AJ. What's up, man? How was your weekend? Man, my weekend, you know, it snowed in Charlotte and we are just not equipped for that kind of weather. So I was just in the house and I was by myself. So I was upset and I was just like cussing out everybody because I was upset about not having no snow nigga. Bitch, you could have had a snow nigga. You prefer to be with no nigga. That's no, your I, I don't. I didn't want to be snowed in with just anybody's son. <laughs> Yeah, that nigga skiing. Like, you know what? Mm, you gonna have to ski mind. your ass home. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, like, oh, I don't think we should. <laughs> yeah, there, it's just such an intimate setting, and I just don't feel like I have anybody in my life right now that I need to be in such close quarters with. You know, I just don't have nobody like that right now. Right. I ain't do much. It's 60 degrees in Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all had snow up the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> and as always I don't be doing shit AJ be lying y'all AJ don't tell y'all nothing I be knowing the truth y'all just listen to whatever AJ say <laughs> y'all you in my business don't do that <laughs> you in my business what the fuck is going on in stupid internet news y'all uh, Kanye, Kanye West Kanye West once again back at it again Listen, like again and again and again. I love Kanye. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Like, that's my favorite cousin. The fuck? <laughs> Kanye ass went live. What, what was that? Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Say how Kim ain't gave him the address for his baby uh birthday party. And look, I agree. Like, you know, you can't miss your kid's birthday. They gonna remember that shit. Like, my daddy ain't show up for me. And that was the main takeaway from what he was saying. So apparently Travis Scott gave him the address because it was at Kylie and Travis Scott's house. Yeah, that was 
that's how you know, like, baby mama drama don't have <laughs> shit to do with your poverty money. or your money. It goes across the money Too lines, ignorant okay? People. Right. Too ignorant motherfuckers. When a bitch and get you mad all- at you, she gonna act out. <laughs> And like Kim didn't have the shit at her house because the nigga live next door, don't he? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mess. Look, but did you see how he sneak dished on Tr- Tristan ass? Talk about he called Tristan, uh, and Tristan act like he ain't know the address. <laughs> I'm like, boy, Kanye, Tr- Kanye is so strategic. No, that's fuck? not a word. Strategic, strategic, no. strategic. He. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye is so strategic. No, strategic. Strategic. Yeah, yeah. You know the word is hard. Okay, look, I'm Geechee. Pardon my, pardon my Geechee. The nigga okay? has a strategy. Okay, that nigga is so strategic. <laughs> yeah, there strategic, you go. right? Mm-hmm. That nigga basically snitched, snitched on uh, Chloe, letting the world know that she stole fucking with Tristan after that nigga just had a fucking baby. Well, maybe he you didn't know because he-, he wasn't invited either. That nigga knew because he was there. He wouldn't pic- give up the address. You saw pictures of him there? I ain't seen no pictures with him in there. Why would he mention Tristan and Chloe? Please explain. Yeah, Kanye yeah. mentioned both of them. He didn't just mention Tristan. You seen he uh, said um, <laughs> that he ain't died in a car accident so he could beat Pete David ass in a song? <laughs> First of that all, way- <laughs> Pete Davidson might beat his ass though. I don't know if Kanye can fight. I don't know. Them boots too fucking heavy. Right. <laughs> I would boots. love to see them two fight, though. I would pay good money to see Pete Davidson and Kanye West this fight. It's that dick, man. Like, we heard, like, that nigga Pete Davidson has a 10-inch penis. Like, yeah. it's that dick that got that nigga mad. Yeah. And on top of that, he probably got a few dollars. He don't got Kanye dollars, but he white. So, like, yeah. see, he got white privilege. <laughs> he got he got white privilege, uh, millions of dollars, and a big dick. You know, it's like okay, I can work with this. I mean, I, I just I don't, we talked I, about that before. I don't, right? want, we, I don't think I, I don't know. No, we talked about whether or not Kanye got that dick or not. We talked about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just, I just don't see him fucking... fucking the shit out of nobody. You gotta sign an NDA before you pull your pussy out, and he's gonna be like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and the first bullet point is don't talk about my dick <laughs> <laughs> on that NDA. Do not disclose. Uh, the aesthetics of my penis, bitch. Right. <laughs> I believe that. Who taught you how to do that? Kanye didn't teach me. Tammy, <laughs> <Debbie>, you stupid <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he ain't teach you. <laughs> Pete, Pete taught you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Shame. I just can't, Kanye. We want you on the show, brother. I'm just joking. <laughs> These are just jokes, man. You can't laugh at nothing. What can you laugh at? <laughs> yeah. What else we got, man? What else should we? Who else, oh. who else does this? We want to be in. Listen, I um, I seen a. I thought I was watching porno. I didn't know what was going. I seen this man spit on another man. I thought it was a porno, but it was church. It was church. <laughs> What's that shit called? About when you swap bodily fluids? What the fuck was? And this was a regular spit. This was gag spit mixed mm-hmm. with COVID spit. This mm-hmm. was like <sighs> that yeah. shit that come from your nose, from your from your from sinus your, cavity. Right. Yeah. He wiped that spit. All right. So anybody who didn't see this, uh, Mike Todd 
uh, he was doing a sermon at I don't know what church. What church was that? I, girl, I don't follow. I don't even want to say what church it was. You know, I don't follow the motherfucking people. So at some church somewhere in the United States, this black man was doing a sermon, and he was trying to make a a, a point about how things can be nasty when you're trying to be a faithful servant to God, and how things can go. You know, it can be a nasty process sometimes. And uh, he was trying to be like Jesus, wiping the spit on who was it? I they I heard it was his brother. I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I mean Jesus wiped the spit on a blind man and made him see from the oh. Bible. But Nick, that's Todd, that my Todd, Todd is not you ain't Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you ain't Jesus. Girl, he could have thrown dirt on that nigga shoulder uh, fresh ones. On he his shoulders or something. What what are we doing? And this is the problem I have with organized shit like that. Y'all are y'all worshiping God? Or just the trying to go viral. One. Oh, y'all worshiping that man who in front of y'all church taking y'all check. What, what what are we doing? What what the fuck are we really doing? And then I also blame the man who let another grown man white spit across his face. I just feel like y'all be doing extracurricular activities after fucking church. Like, there's no way, like, I feel like he'd be spitting up on that man's face after <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> after seeing that, you obviously do that on the regular. Yeah, because <laughs> Could you imagine if this was really like his, like he really just did the spit shit and that's somebody's man? Right. I, would, I wouldn't, I, I would emasculate you as soon as we leave the church. As soon as you say, tell me to go ahead and cook something. I'm like, why don't you tell that nigga that white spit on your face to cook you something neat? <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Make sure you add bitch on there. Cause what is that? He had a big glob hanging off his motherfucking I know. I, I told you, I, thought, I was like, damn, I thought I closed porn her out. <laughs> Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> this is a church scene. Oh, wait, they had church? Girl, that was despicable. It was that disgusting. was the he most a, low vibrational shit. He, what he was the apology, though? That was some that low vibrational looking shit. Looking back, he was just trying to get the message across about how things can be nasty. And then he took it too far. And he apologized for that. And I he feel wanted like... people to come to God and, and find God. And I get that. Was that his brother? Because that's what I read. I, I'm not sure on that. I don't want to quote misquote that. I don't know. So I don't know who the person was, but I'm pretty sure he know him. It's just not somebody you just pull out the crowd to do that to. But I feel like it was public humiliation. Yeah. Like that man had to have done something to him. He was like, you know what? This is how you're going to pay for that. Right. For that shit you did. That's what I really feel like. Because there's no way. There's you no could, way. That's the viral moment you want for your church. Right. That shit is fucking weird. Even the crowd was like, Ugh. everybody lost. And he the was message. like, "Yeah, you you see how people? Yeah, <laughs> you see how people already you? Yeah, because of, what why, are we doing? Why you do that? Even During when I COVID, close, even when I close Pornhub out, I'd be like, Ugh, I'm disgusting. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why is that? I used to always debate, like, look, do I pray before or after I come? Like, which one? <laughs> I'm disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> Until I realized, like, man, listen, ain't no way God's sending me to hell about this damn orgasm. Thank you. Right. Mike Todd is doing it on the pulpit. Shit. <laughs> I should not be ashamed. Shame. <laughs> y'all, God forgive me for that. It was just a joke, y'all. Y'all just know Tam. All right, let me just say this. I am Tam Bam. <laughs> and I am AJ, the Geechee one. Right. The earth, <laughs> I think the earth is round. 
And I, the motherfucking earth is flat. There's no thinking over here, okay? So AJ... It, it comes to a certain point in life where there's no belief since I know, okay? Mm-hmm. So AJ knows the earth is flat. Tam knows... I don't know. I, I you know, I'll, I'm just going <laughs> to guess that I think it's round. I don't know. Until I see scientific evidence of otherwise, I'm going to go with what the books say. I don't know. There's actually scientific evidence of both. Okay. So, I mean, both points could be proven. But, again... So y'all, I know the earth is flat. Get to know our voices. Like we sound different and we think totally different. <laughs> <laughs> that means crazy, y'all. Tim Bear. <laughs> like, I'm your I'm I'm your conspiracy theorist or uh uh not even a theorist anymore because we have learned that a lot of conspiracies are coming true, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why I love Apologize you. Apologize. I I appreciate you, AJ, because you always make me think outside of the box. So yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. About you, and I'm gonna give you the information too. And just tell me the coordinates of where the corner of the Earth is, so I can go there. What, bitch? There's tell me the longitude and latitude. If it's flat, (laughs) (laughs) where is that go? What round though? Wouldn't it? If it's I don't know. Listen, I'm not doubting. Don't it got a corners? Hold on, I'm not. Wait, wait, wait. I'm. I don't doubt that the world is not an oval shape. What I'm saying it is not a ball. You see what I'm saying? It could be this flat, round, oval-shaped plane, but it's not a ball. That's the whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to commercial. Yeah, facts. <laughs> State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Y'all, we trying to get everything together in the new year, and we want y'all to do it too. So we had someone to help y'all with y'all fitness. Now we have some gentlemen on that are going to help you get to your bag. I know a lot of people are trying to get to get real estate money. These men are getting real estate money in a different kind of way right now. They have their own podcast called My Real Estate Mistakes, and they've made those mistakes, and they're going to tell you all about it so you don't have to. Introduce yourselves, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'm Chauncey. Hey, Chauncey. Hey, I'm DeQuincy. Hey, DeQuincy. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. I know I, ha- I had to pull some teeth with DeQuincy because he's out there in Atlanta right now building properties right now as we speak. <laughs> yep. Mr. Okay. ATL. Yeah. yeah. What part of Atlanta oh. are you in? Where you got some land at? Um, I mean, Kirkwood, that's East Atlanta, like right near the uh, 20, like right before you hit downtown area Atlanta. Wait a minute. Why you got a, uh ATL accent sound like all of a sudden? What happened? Oh, no. There ain't no <laughs> ATL. There ain't no ATL. <laughs> that nigga brand new. Nah. That, na- that nigga was like, yeah, we down here in Atlanta. <laughs> down- <laughs> Drive three hours. Hey, Shotty. Hey, Shotty. Chill. <laughs> I've been down here for a couple of years. I just bought a property down here. But I've been in these Atlanta streets for a very long time. <laughs> We're down here in Atlanta. <laughs> so uh, talk to our listeners and tell uh, tell them and us how y'all got into the real estate business. Like, what were the first okay. steps for you guys? Well, my story, like we said on the podcast, was a little different. My dad owns a general, he's a general contractor. He owned a, a construction business since like the early 90s. So working for your dad, you know, you're going to be part of the construction crew. So I was a laborer. I was at the bottom of the totem pole, picking up paper, moving dirt, uh, picking up materials, picking up uh, laborers as well, buying lunch. And it was just, man, I was at the bottom. And it was like one of them 100 degrees summer days in Orangeburg. And I was like, I got to get this heat. Like, either I'm going to move or run away or something, but I got to get this heat because I ain't working for my dad no more. This this is crazy. <laughs> this child labor law or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was out there in the heat, and this lady pull up in the infinity, looking good, smelling good, had a fresh, had water and everything, so I was real thirsty. <laughs> so I asked my dad, I said, she had people with him. So I asked my dad, what do she do? He said, uh, she's our realtor. She sells the property. I said, okay, okay, how much do you pay us? He said, well, they get paid 6% of the house sales. So I did quick mail, like, damn, 100000 that's $6,000. And this back in, like, the early 2000, so $6,000 was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, how do I? Was 18. I was, That's I not, like, make sure you tell them how old yeah, you were. Yeah, right. I, was seven, I was 17 <laughs> years old. Going in my senior year in, um, in high school. I was 17 when this happened. So when, she, when he said $6,000, and this house he, she was showing was two fifty. Mm-hmm. So that's like over $10,000, $12,000. So I was like, man, how do I do that? So I went home, Googled how to become a realtor. Had to wait till my 18th birthday next summer. And that's how I started getting my real estate license. Like, I literally, since that day, I started trying to do real estate. So you've been doing real estate actively since you were 18. 18, 2006. Y'all, y'all, y'all bitches hear that shit? These niggas been getting to the bag for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Y'all married. <laughs> no, nah, we're not married. I'm saying it. <laughs> All right, Chauncey, tell us a little bit about yourself. So mine has got kind of similar. My dad, like, owned, like, a lot of portfolio rentals. So we had, like, trailer parks, and uh, we did uh, general contracting. So um, what happened was my first client was my pops. Uh, we had some rental property in, like, St. Matthews, which is a little town outside of Orangeburg. South Carolina, you and, guys. And uh, I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, South Carolina. So um, I was like, well, shit, this is my first client right here, my dad. So I sold his actual rental property that he was written out from the lady for the last 10 years. She bought the place and I sold it. So I got the 6% commission and I've been doing it ever since. I started at 18. So y'all both started very young getting to the money. Look, I went, I got my uh, real estate license when I was 21. I went to that little spot on, on, in West Columbia, across from the um, hospital. <laughs> real estate, yeah, real uh, estate real school. Yes. Yeah. No, but oh, I yeah, quickly yeah. realized that you need fucking money to be a realtor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I tell people all the time, right. like, it's not like you're going to get in this business and make a lot of money. It takes a lot of money to get going. Unless you got like a, a plug or you got like a. a Y'all had the plug. Y'all daddies. Mm-hmm. That was a blessing. No, it, that wasn't easy though. That was make sure you, no, that was worse. You ever worked for your family yeah. before? You never worked for your dad before, man. That was yeah. crazy. That was the worst client I ever had. Yeah. With my you, you know, you going to dinner and he asked you about what's going on with the house. You don't know if you, your dad or your boss. Like, <laughs> hey, pass me the remote. Hey, you you sold that house yet? Hey, man, I'm off. Like, why you? It's eight o'clock. We watching the game. You talking about his work? Nah, it was nah, it was rough. I still get them calls. And then you got to think about it. We got in real estate in 2006. So that was before the market crash. So we went through the market crash to push to rent the whole entire time. We was full time the whole entire way. So that kind of changed the game. You went from making like, I think 18, I made like 45,000. Mm-hmm. No bills, my parents pay for everything. Woo! And then the market crash, so 09, we made no money. Like, no money. So you was like the rest of the 19 year olds. and all- Hell yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was going home to get an allowance. When I was 18, <laughs> I was getting work study checks. That's it. Oh yeah, I was doing that at first. So I got this real estate money. I got that commission check. I was like, fuck that work study check. I'm coming back. We had a family meeting. This was the family business. Like my dad built the house, <laughs> I'll sell them. So- we had we went to Shoney's one day like, hey man, we a million in debt. We gotta get something shaking. Oh, we gonna lose everything. So we had to we had to get out there. It's crash and no eight, but we got through it. So let's say you are you have a couple dollars and you're ready to jump into the real estate game. What advice would you give someone who's ready to do that right now with the market the way that it is? I would think money is not the kind of biggest thing. I would say the hustle, like how much, how problem solving you are, like how much you can actually look at a situation and make the best out of it. I think a lot of people think it's like money and all the thing, but it's about if you're in the fire, can you produce under pressure? Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Cause that's what real estate is. It's just that you got to be able to, they throw something at you. You got to be able to catch it and produce uh, on a high level at that rate. So that, that's pretty much it. I don't think the money is that important, in my opinion. And I, and I tell people all the time, you go, you got two things in life. People who got a lot of money, don't have no time. People who got no money, got nothing but time. So you got to see what side of the wall you own. So if I ain't got no money trying to get in real estate, I'm trying to find somebody who has money in real estate, like myself, that doesn't have time to be finding off-market deals all the time, wholesaling. So I need to be hitting the pavement, going to these distressed homes, like, hey, Q, I find this house for 50000 They're ready to sell. You can flip it, make some money. Let me get a little percentage so I get my self in the door. If I don't, if I don't have any money, mm-hmm. I have time. If I have money, then I'm looking for some investments that I can get into, like how much money I got to do real estate. Because real estate is a slow, it's a long-term game. It's not a quick flip game. So it's not like you give me $50,000, i am going to come back and give you 100000 You're selling houses. We ain't selling cocaine. Okay. Oh, we so, ain't flipping stock options, yeah, but go ahead. We'll talk yeah, about exactly. that on another so, episode. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I've seen that too. So, but real estate is definitely, it depends on what you're trying to look for. If you're trying to get return on your money, if you got money, 
you trying to make better interest than you're going to make at the bank? That's a good thing. Are you looking, trying to actually uh, buy long-term rentals and things like that? Then you can go ahead and invest that way. Just trying to find some off-market deals. And just come to somebody straight, come to a realtor straight. Like, yo, I got this much money. I'm pre-qualified to buy this, this much property. Find me a property. So that's why we feel. So people. when we talk about being pre-qualified, tell the listeners how important the credit is way more important than actual having actual money. Right. Hell yeah. If you ain't got no money, you better have a good credit. So you got to have either or, uh, especially in this market here, you probably need both. But before, yeah, you want to make sure your credit is good because like right now, let's just separate the loan type. So it's like FHA conventional loan. So if you have under a certain credit score, you qualify for FHA. But if you have over credit score, you qualify for a conventional loan. If you're competing in this current market right now, the people who actually have conventional loans are able to get properties more than the FHA loans because statistically you actually have a better credit score. So it's very important for your credit score to be good. Yeah, because if you got a good credit score, you have to become your first client because you probably got a job, you got a good credit score, you can go what we call house hacking, where you can go and find yourself your own property. So you have like you, you the buyer and this, they saying that you live in their primary residence, but you're using it as investments. So that's the, you, you got to have credit because that's going to tell you, get you in the door. Um, unless you got all cash, you're going to have to have some good credit. Because to this day, they still look at our credit scores, even with all our experience, when we refinance and that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, so I've actually done like a little middleman, little wholesale deal before, but that shit is fucking stressful and it's too much work. And it's like, you can fuck up. That's why I feel like people who do wholesale, and I understand why realtors be pissed with their ass, right? But you need to you need to be a realtor to make sure you don't get fucked up as far as contracts goes and stuff like that. But it's really, really, really lucrative. But it's like it's too much of a hustle for me. Yeah. For somebody oh, who's a not a real realtor and like doing like the wholesaling type shit. So that's one that's one piece of real real estate wholesaling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say that, yeah, the biggest thing, I think initially we started off as realtors, like, but when the market crashed, that's when actually my parents think it's the best thing that happened to me was because then that's when we realized that we know to use real estate to kind of leverage our whole entire portfolio. So that's when we started investing, we started wholesaling, we started doing foreclosures, we quickly started building houses, we started doing uh, rentals, that's when you start leveraging real estate versus just going and actually make a commission check. Yeah, it was cool at 18 to make $6,000. But now as an adult, you want to figure out how can I make money by doing nothing. The $6,000 is cool. I want that too. But I want to be able to get pot. I mean, uh, uh, cash flow is the most important thing. How can I make money without actually being in that hustle and bustle all the time? Yeah. Like, that's the biggest difference. Because I'm checking kind of get your focus just looking at that lane right there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm continuing building houses, selling houses. I'm just focused on doing that. But one thing about the crash and the uh, the first crash in 08 helped me learn more about government programs. I was selling people houses that was making $8 an hour. I was, I was uh, it's called USDA Direct Loan Program. So you was uh, a part of the crash, nigga. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. no. I wasn't part of the crash. When the crash happened, the only people spending money was see what happened was you're right, no. yeah. right. So, so yeah, back before the crash, everybody, mama had a loan off. But when the crash mm-hmm. happened, only thing, only people spending money was the government. You had to do government loans, so mm-hmm. I had to learn about government programming, red 
red, all the red tape you had to go through, all that stuff, and then maybe a better relative to problem solve. Because when you get through them programs and get them people approved and buy houses, man, you you didn't work. You work for that commission. I used to just, you know, show a house, buy the contract, they closing. I had to walk people's hand. I had to talk to the auntie. I had to ask what's going on. I had to ask <laughs> why this capability. I had to ask why your capability, your mama name. I had to ask uh, why your son give you $300 every yeah. month in your that's bank account. That's a hard time. It was yeah, hard, that, yeah, that's it called, it yeah, that's hard, hard right there. Yeah. As, as if you're the mortgage lender? Oh, like everything. The... You're the counselor, mortgage lender, the friend. Yeah. That's a 12 o'clock call at night. That's hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Cry. Oh yeah, you go through all that. <laughs> all for them niggas not to get approved and not be able to get that fucking house. <laughs> no, I know we gonna get this house. You gonna somebody gonna oh, pay yeah. me? Either the seller gonna pay me or you gonna pay me for this time. Somebody gonna pay me. So, <laughs> so all right, talk to us about the Airbnb game because everybody's right, so, in the Airbnb game right now. All right, so no, right, so no, we was really? in the flipping no, game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know everybody in the Airbnb game. Let me tell you, I be building businesses on the side, all right? <laughs> Motherfuckers is in that Airbnb business All right, right so now. Let, let's tell you about the difference between us and Airbnb. See, we, we real estate background, so we buy property, then put it in Airbnb. Right. So we're looking at the Y'all long-term own it. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we own all our property, so we're not renting, which ain't nothing the bad thing about renting other than the short term. Mm-hmm. See, it's like the corporate... If you, yeah, yeah, those corporate leases. Yeah, by the time I get tired of you making money off of me, I'm just gonna cut you off. Mm-hmm. Ain't no cutting us off because we own it. So um, we had condominiums before, but we stopped doing that. We doing all single family and no HOAs because we gonna control our narrative and we are gonna run this 20, 25 years. So that's what I think the biggest thing, the difference between the two is everyone is kind of like doing. It's good to get started when you're doing those corporate leases, but that can't be your end game. But I think the biggest thing how we got started in that is that everybody don't understand before the crash, we was flipping houses. So we had to flip houses, make about 50, 60 grand uh, per house. So that was when we was buying foreclosures, put some lipstick on it, repaint it, do everything. So when the pandemic happened, ain't no houses out here. But we still mm-hmm. need money. We still got to go on trips. I still got a lifestyle I got to live. So I got to I'm trying out to go to boat well, week, well yacht week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want my own boat. So yeah, I don't want no twenty people on one boat. I want about five, so we can kind of move around. So we got to figure out how we're gonna move. Like, we we got to rent a Van Dutch yacht. Like I want to pull up in a, in a... <laughs> personally. <laughs> so that's what we did was we was flipping houses, but we saw the market was going down. That we can't our profit margin went from like fifty thousand to about fifteen thousand. So we like, man, what we going to do? We got to figure out how can we keep this cash coming in? So that's why the Airbnb kind of came into play. What we did was we went to the, uh, in South Carolina, North Carolina, unlike the West, multifamily, they don't allow you to do multifamilies anymore. So we went on this buying spree. Uh, we're going to buy as many multifamilies as we can. And so that's kind of how we got into the Airbnb space. We went from like one multifamily to so we probably got, what, about 30? Yeah. So, in portfolios now, about 30. Yeah, and like what Chauncey added on what Chauncey said, when COVID came, court shut down, foreclosure shut down, uh, Joe wasn't letting nobody lose their house no more. Like, you get to keep your house. This motherfucker, you get, Brandon. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> you don't, you can't. You know, Y'all you vote for that nigga? Hey, look, I can say that now. Y'all vote oh, for yeah. that nigga? Uh, who? Oh. Uh, Joe? Yeah, yes. you know, I had to. You know, yeah, I we did. Yeah, I couldn't come out people's houses if I couldn't vote for them. <laughs> um, but 
So like, so <laughs> no more foreclosures. People's catching up on their loans. People's getting better loans than they had. So foreclosure right. game is it's done. It, that's that that role has stopped. But like Tom said, we still need cash flow and things like that. And I never liked the long term game because nobody could even all the years of real estate. I could nobody could explain to me why would I buy a property and rent it out and hope I make a couple of hundred dollars a month and everything go right. So you're telling me I rent this place out for two hundred dollars. My expenses is eight or nine hundred dollars. I'm making three hundred dollars, so that's like thirty six hundred dollars a year. And everything gotta go right. I mean, no HVAC can go out. She can't mess up my toilets. Uh, water heater can't go out. There ain't no profit. And I got a my uh, property manager. No. So mm-hmm. when we got in the short term game, we find a company who can uh, become our super host and can manage that stuff. The margins are way bigger, it's like three or four times the regular long term. You uh automatically get your money, so you're not collecting rent. They already got to prepay you for you get in there to get in your property. They got to keep it nice. If they mess up your property, they got to pay for it. Somebody's constantly in there cleaning, and it's going up in value. So it was a slam dunk to get an Airbnb because instead of making three, four hundred dollars a month, we making like twelve or fifteen hundred dollars a month. Mm. Boom. I think the biggest thing that he said there was a scale. In order to scale, you got to build a team. So yeah. the biggest thing that we did was hire Airbnb hosts. But honestly, I'm probably not the nicest person when it comes to hospitality. Because with them damn Airbnb people, it's like a hotel. You got to be like, damn, Ashley, we missing, we missing a, a pizza cutter. And I'm like, I'm not getting you no damn pizza cutter no damn pizza clock at night. <laughs> but see, our Airbnb host, he don't care. So he'd be like, pizza cutter, they'll be coming your way. We'll send somebody tonight. This right here. We'll come. I mean, they have, you got to have somebody hospitality. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks you can get an Airbnb and make a lot of money. But you got to think about it. this stuff is reviews. You having 20 people a month in your place. And you know, the society we live in is on reviews. So you got to have somebody good at hospitality. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my Airbnb host, he was up two o'clock at night talking about the toilet. I'm like, I'm not going to be up two o'clock at night talking about Fuck no toilet. Fuck that toilet. But, that's how you feel. Oh, talk, yeah. I mean, just I mean, people just ask you the bullshit. The like, dumbest shit. stuff. No, I do that all. too. Yeah, when I get like, an Airbnb, I be one of the people like, um, excuse me, I know like, it's three o'clock in the morning, carton, but I can't log into Airbnb my Netflix. Yeah. Like why? Like what? <laughs> like why? <laughs> and she the one. She the one. Somebody gonna give you will be somebody giving somebody a damn one star. Yeah. Cause you can't. No, log in I it. won't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Lady, lady, lady was uh, when our units talking about it's cold in here. She had the heat on ninety. I like, what well, now? You want to go to hell? I mean, it's on ninety. Like it's ninety in here right now. Was she I, alive? No, like, <laughs> like it's cold. Like we went there. To Granny pussy, night. girl. You might have COVID. You gotta go to the hospital. You get chills. Exactly. So, you got the chills. It's all it's all that kind of stuff. So like, it, it, my advice to anybody in the house in the Airbnb game, try to shout out somebody in the hospitality game because that's what's actually you doing. You run in your mini hotel. So all the complaints you do at a hotel, like you want fresh towels, you want the linen clean, you want a room clean, you want your Wi-Fi working, all that stuff, you got to do the same thing for Airbnb because like Thompson said, reviews will kill you. You can have the nicest, most decorated property ever, but somebody going there and say it's loudest thing, it's, it's, don't live here, don't cook right here, you be dead on Airbnb. Right. Mm-hmm. I've only stayed in Airbnb a few times, and I want to say, I guess I'm I'm like somebody who's like a, um, I don't really complain. Like, I'm not a motherfucker who about the type of review up. I'm going to talk shit you. about you to people, though. Like, yeah, I'm going yeah. to fuck you up word of mouth, but I'm not about to sit there and type a review. But I've, like, been to Airbnbs where it's, like, a little bit too much fucking hair in the bathroom. Like, who cleaned this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, you do have the expectation of a, a, a of a hotel. But essentially, oftentimes, people be living in these houses. 
exactly. they ran out for the weekend while he out of town. So how clean could you possibly get it? Uh, I would, if I were to get into the Airbnb business, it definitely would be like you, how you guys are doing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't um, want to live in it. No. Nah, you don't want to live in it. Because once you, once nah. your, Airbnb, oh, even doing a corporate leasing, like I would, I would yeah. try to own a property. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So that way, nobody y'all. lives there on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. realize when you put on Airbnb, that's not your house no more. People in there. Having sex in your bed, you're not taking your glasses. Like they, so, they do it. Yeah. yeah, they showering. They use your stuff. It's not your house no more if you Airbnb. You didn't yeah. let it open to the world. So nah, uh-uh. when I when it's on well, Airbnb, it's gone. yeah. How we got in the first Airbnb? Airbnb game is my client. My next door neighbor was doing her house, and she was living in it, and she was moving in and out of it. And she had these sorority girls that came in at like their tenth year anniversary or something like that. They came in and she overbooked herself. And she was like, Hey, Chauncey, would you rent your house out? I was like, Yeah, how much you thinking? She was like, A thousand dollars for like, I think it was a thousand dollars for the weekend. And I was like, Damn, a thousand dollars for the weekend? Because I mean, I if like, you rent yeah. three hotel rooms, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, so, yeah, so they was fine with it. So they had a good time. And she kind of stiffed me a little bit. She was supposed to give me a thousand dollars, but you know, you're working with some people. She gave me 700. And I'm one of those people that, oh, you piss me off, I'm going to get you. So I went and signed up for every site that is. And I still own that property to this day. Um, that property makes probably about 50 grand a year off of just Airbnb stuff. I've been renting since 2014. But see, when Quincy got into it, he was able to scale it. I know. Hold on. I got into it. I suck at it. I'm not a hospitality person. I'm a big picture person. Like I get it real construction-wise, real safe. But you want extra towels. And I knew I had to get out when my cleaner stiffed me one day and I had to go up there and clean. And I ain't no good cleaner. <laughs> so I know I'm going to get a bad review. So I said, you know what, Q? You got to get out this game because this is not your game to run. I'm over there trying to tuck in the corners of the bed, army style. Oh, I ain't got time for this. So I said, I got to have somebody run this for me. And that's all. And then my neighbor next door has an Airbnb in our neighborhood. And I finally met the host. And I said, and it was it was crazy because I had to make up the unit Friday, and I met the host the next day Saturday. I said, I said, God knew I couldn't do this. He knew he was like, I'm gonna send you some help. God knew. Don't he be up showing here. up? Well, he be showing up at right time, but and I would talk to my neighbors like that. I, but I just say hey to him. I was going to the trash can at the same time. He said, Hey, my name's so and so. I'm running this Airbnb for real. I didn't talk. <laughs> and I showed him all my units I had, and it was God since ever since then. Because Chauncey actually be on the site looking at reviews. He know more than me. I don't look at the views. I, I'm like you, AJ. When I go to Airbnb, if it's not something that's blank, like like no power loan, or I ain't got no internet, or no Some dumb shit. There, yeah, I'm good. Like I tell people like, yo, I want Airbnb. You might want to do this, this, and this, but I'm not going to give you a bad review. I'm right. just going to give you five stars and keep it moving. But you should get this kind of information. So... That's why I do. We had to find somebody to run out of here, dude. I couldn't do it. Do y'all think the market right now is like stupid? Like, it just seems like I've been looking at properties and I feel like everything is just super high. Now, I know a few months ago, I had a cousin who was looking for a house and she was saying how, um, like, people just kept putting in, she was looking for, you know, a primary home and people kept putting in offers way above the asking price. So, like, maybe a day later, I saw how Zillow, was being, um, I don't know, penalized somehow because they basically was just buying up all the houses. Y'all, yeah, did y- did yeah. y'all hear about that? Yeah, so Zillow, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, Zillow problem was 
they don't like they didn't have one of us. Like when you buy these properties, you still gotta rehab them and get them back show ready. Zillow was just putting their prices in the in their system, and they say, okay, we buy it for this price, we can hold in and sell it for another price. But it wasn't ready, it wasn't remodeled, it wasn't the HGT, HGTV field. Walking in the house, they didn't have any contractors or anybody actually putting the sweat equity into the properties to make them nice to sell. So they got stuck with a lot of houses. They're thinking people is gonna buy anything. People still gonna buy what they want to like, what they like. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what Zillow happened was they was just buying properties for the low, and then they wasn't doing nothing with them. Right. Yeah, so I run a real estate team. We sell about about 100, 150 houses a year. And, yo, no, yeah, you got to, like, yeah, putting property, I mean, putting uh, offers in. I mean, the highest one we did was $60,000 over list price. Uh, but on average, we're averaging about maybe $10,000 over list price on every house that we sell. So, you know, yeah, you have to go after it. Like, now we did one today. $5,000 non-refundable earnest money, $10,000 above uh, appraisal value, uh, no due diligence period. Like, you're going to have to go after mm -hmm. if you want a house today. Right. Do y'all think some of the Zillow properties Zillow purchase could be a lot of the Airbnb? Because I didn't realize, like, people be hiring hosts. How y'all are saying now? Oh. And you know the, um, what I read, the the... Like the top people, like the co-founders and shit like that of of Zillow is like one of the dudes from Hotwire. Mm. Um, like, do y'all think that these people, I need to look into that. Like all these motherfuckers, most of these properties on 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 Airbnb are probably Zillow owned. Oh, it's, they probably got right. a lot of yeah, a corporate a corporation like hedge funds come in and buy a lot of property and just hire somebody to manage it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but think about it. They got the resources. Because mm -hmm. yeah. the property management games are going to short term because they used to get 8%, 10%. Now, Airbnb hosts charge about 20 25%. So they can double their, their wow. revenue. So now that's a lot of property management companies are going too short term now. They get better revenue. Yeah, because you got to realize, but even if they double their fees, your margin is so much greater at Airbnb. It really doesn't matter. And they earn that 20%. Mm -hmm. Like Chauncey said, my host two in the morning talking about toilet. Right. Man, you so me your, your host, your host, what kind of credentials they got? Like, are they, are they licensed <laughs> management? I, I'm trying to figure out because listen, y'all, this is a whole nother game you can get into. Yeah. Like you, you can just <laughs> well, manage people well, Airbnbs. Yeah. Well, our host is, um, <laughs> if y'all know what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, beige. They, they don't, they, the host they, is yeah, beige. beige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so our host, because honestly, when Quincy got into it, uh, to be honest, he put his picture up there. And I was like, yo, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. You ain't going to get a lot of booking. He's like, Damn, nah, I'm going to put my picture up there. That's fucked up. I'm serious. Not because I'm ugly. Not because I'm ugly. Yeah. I'm in South Carolina. Hold on, hold on. Black you hold on. So, in South Carolina, so. Hold on. So what I'm hearing is, audience, if y'all get an Airbnb, you have to have a white picture up there. Yeah. Hosting yeah, it. like I saw like uh, <laughs> a black family was getting their house appraised and they got a low uh, number and then they had their white friend come in and get it appraised and they got a higher value for the same exact Even house. with homeowners insurance. Yeah, homeowners insurance. I saw um, a biracial couple when the husband, when she went to get homeowners insurance, she got a higher rate. She sent her husband and got a lower rate. So Man, basically y'all put y'all white friend face up. If you got a white friend... <laughs> Use no likeness. Take the pictures yeah. off the wall. Take all the personal stuff off the wall. <laughs> Honestly, we uh, yeah, mine I didn't have a page. I had like the South Carolina symbol or something, or like the, the something like that. I mean, my thing is at the end of the day, I'm getting right. paid. So 
I mean, I, did you do get those people that question you, especially they stay a long period of time and they kind of get noses? Like, because I'll tell you, I'm, I'm the man. Yeah, I, I never mean, say I'm I, the owner. Been, yeah, I'm the owner. But one lady was like, you the owner. You the owner. I want to get to a place and I want to get to a place in our generation, in our time right now where we can be the face of all our shit. Right. Like I can't, like I can start a great ass fucking company and not have to have a white CEO. That shit is Maybe your baby will get to do that. I don't know if you get to do that. Your baby might. (laughs) Bitch, bitch, we still young, bitch. We doing it. (laughs) All right, guys. You still get your baby while you got the white CEO because honestly, you want to own it. So if you own it, I don't care what the face of it is. The check coming to your black right. face. So that's all that matters. Mm, really? We're not to her. Mm. And you- <laughs> that shit fucking matters. Because yeah. my face card should be good. Yeah. I have a real live problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I mean, basically really right. saying that black black people aren't, we shouldn't, we, we can't own and nothing without, our people don't fuck with us and other people don't fuck with it, us. That's what it's saying. It makes me think of the five heartbeats when they had that uh, little white baby. And Big Red on the cover of the album. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. See how long that went back? Yeah, and, and still going to 2022. It's 2022. And we can't put the five heartbeats on the album still. God damn. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah so, it is what it is. Well, honestly, it, it Guys, three, piece but, but, of, three pieces of advice. Solid, sound advice for people getting started. Three solid things. Okay. Uh, Trust your instinct. If you're going to go after it, go after it. Um, and fucking YOLO. Just do it. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you can fucking fail. That's the worst thing that can happen. That's my three. My three would be... No, you can't. Go ahead. <laughs> know your capabilities. Be real with yourself. Know what you do well. Know what you don't do well. Focus on what you do well. Don't worry about the bad stuff. Get better in, with the stuff you do well in real estate. Uh, if you if you're good at talking to people and strangers, do that. Talk to wholesalers. If you if you're an introvert, I don't think you should do wholesaling. That you won't do well at that. So find out your capabilities of what you do well. Secondly, do as much research as you can. We in the internet stage, YouTube, university. Uh, go to your local real estate firm. They always looking for free interns. Like, can I shadow you? Can I be your assistant? Can I learn that way? If you, and my third one would be like Chauncey say, man, this this do it. Don't worry about the mistakes. Like that's why we name our podcast My Real Estate Mistakes. Because our society has taught us to be great. Like in school, you had to make like nine out of ten to get an A to be a great student. You see what I'm saying? But you gotta think of like in sports like baseball, like Hall of Famers, they go three for ten and they are Hall of Fame in their game. They won the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. So you can go for one for ten in real estate, but that one you hit might be the grand slam. So don't look at the mm-hmm. don't look at the mistakes. Like don't be don't be afraid to make a mistake. It's not gonna be perfect. Trust me, I made a lot of mistakes, but I never lost money on any deal. Even all the mistakes I've been through, I still ain't never lost money because in real estate, if you just if you get a good mentor and follow through, you should be able to make money. So just don't be scared of your mistakes. So that'd be my three. So what you say about all these niggas online who got their uh little their little companies, their little uh uh showing you? I- I don't see nobody in particular. <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell them to pull up on them. Like, if you got all these properties, pull up. Like, let me, can I pull up on it? Can I see how they're living, your, right? Can I, no, can I pull up on one of your properties? I mean, I, we always get people pull up on our property. Like, we've been rehabbing. People always come in, like, are you guys the owners? And you know, if they black, like, yeah, we are the owners. Oh, my God, can I ask you a million questions? You're showing the properties and everything like that. And just try to, just try to, Filter the bullshit because all the stuff sometimes, is, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true for some of these people, man. All right, y'all. 
we do a segment on this show called Dumb Bitch Story or Sim Series. And I'm going to give y'all a second because I want y'all to think of a time you got played in a relationship. You got to share something. But I'm going to give you a second to think because we're going to go to commercial real quick. And when we come back, I need your story. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Boy, there's no real easy way to say this, but look, you're a sip. <laughs> All right, so uh, my spot was, it was uh, Valentine's Day. I think I was either freshman or sophomore college. And um, what happened was, uh, chick, we were supposed to go out. <laughs> we were supposed to go out for Valentine's Day, so I, I got the restaurant booked. Uh, I got a nice romantic, romantic shit, and then we were supposed to meet up at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock came, no show. Nine o'clock came, no show. Ten, so I just left, like no show, nothing. Like, and that was like Valentine's Day on a Friday. You was in the so, restaurant waiting. I, on I was there, yeah. I paid the party. Damn, I, I, ate the, I made the I ate the meal by myself. <laughs> it's already paid for, like. So, so and I ain't heard from her to I ain't heard from her to that next Monday, and basically, <laughs> what happened was she, she was got, in the hospital. The car no, accident. no, it was dumb shit. Like she stopped pledging. She called you from heaven. No, she pledged with some warranty, <laughs> and they took their phones that whole weekend, and they can't call their insignificant other. Like they got picked. The, uh, I ain't gonna say this. The sorority she pledged, but she got. She was it, they got. She was pledging. Yeah, she, they start pledging that on Valentine's Day and took their phones for the weekend and shit like she that. Lied. That's the story. That's the story I got. But she did yeah, come out that swing. Yeah, she did come out that swing line. So it could. That's be some hating ass hoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they pledged them and, and made them miss Valentine's Day, that was some hating ass bitches. Yeah, but you do that shit when you're online. You do the hateful shit. You know, I ain't got no date. Your ass ain't got no date. So, yeah, uh, but so I don't know. That's the story I got. So you can't fuck with her. Swing. 
Nah, after that, you know, I was over it. I'm an Aries, man. I was like, man, that, that moment gone. That about gone. Would, I time. probably would have been there. I ain't gonna lie. I would have been at the table like this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, nah, that steak was too good. I was <laughs> no, you, you play it, De Quincy. You play it. You ain't call somebody else over there. They ain't know you had that check at 17. That's the problem. <laughs> she probably yeah, knew. Oh, yeah. She, she did. But yeah, that, I got played on that one, though. So that's why I was like, okay. But she, she apologized and shit like that. Got me a little something. But it, after that, it's over. Like, man, whatever. You can send a text. You can send something. Like, I mean, they, you ain't in jail. You right. pledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want y'all to notice the whole notice the the pattern. These niggas be holding the heat on women in their thirties and forties because it's some bitch in fucking high school. Just know that because all the stories we get be some some hole in high right, school. Right, and now nigga be like, I don't believe in Valentine's Day because <laughs> he had a teddy bear and some candy for a bitch and she show up. But you know, you, but you know what's crazy? PTSD. Is bad, you know what's crazy man. now? I play Valentine's Day like two or three days before now. I don't do nothing like. Weeks out. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case a bitch is pledging. And I yep, and I just put on my American Express card. The call fraud. So it is what it is. He said call fraud. <laughs> my, my, All right, Chauncey, come on now. Oh man, man. I don't know if I got no story that I can think of. Nigga, you got a story. Look, he done came in with this darn heavy story. Um hmm. Um, oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> so it's the, so I mean, so we used to go on these trips like when we was younger, right? And then you meet like, uh, like, uh, like ski fest, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll go to the area, you meet everybody. And you know how you have a chick that you kind of vibe with? So, you know, how you kind of, you, you get like a somebody that you cool with during a trip that you meet, right? So I met this chick, right? So me and her was kind of like kicking it a little bit. It was like first night. It's like, all right, cool. We, we kind of got it. Next night, I couldn't find her. Next thing you know, she was with my homeboy. <laughs> I like your friend. Gotta see all the homies. I like your friend better. <laughs> so at first I was like, okay, I'm going to be mad. I'm like, how the fuck she, out of a thousand dudes, she went with him. And I was like, you know what? It's a weekend trip. I ain't going to trip. I'm just going to play my position. So. What we did was, we was like, you know what? Fuck that. She can, she can like both of us. So you have her one day, I can have her one day. We cool. So we kind of worked it out. But I was hurt at first, though, when you walked down the next day. I thought, we was going to be, that's my trip, buddy. But she, she just So y'all free, shared her? So. Y'all shared huh? her the weekend? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. See, it ain't no see, fun in the homies You turn your sip series, into, <laughs> sip series into a player story. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that's the importance to make sure you see all the friends first, man. God damn. I need to see all y'all line up. We pick one. <laughs> <laughs> see, when we do that, y'all get mad. But I'll be like, oh, let me see. Let me see how this crew look. Look, we I don't get mad. Listen, man, if a nigga choosing, he choosing. I ain't getting mad. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you you, 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 you rare right, right there, AJ. Not I done no seen 20, that shit. Not no twenty not no twenty one year old AJ. You be mad as hell. No, it's nah. so many niggas. <laughs> <laughs> so many, Eeny, it's meeny, still many of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see your, let me see your IG right quick. Let me see. Okay, where's she at? Where's she at? She My shit here? dry, man. No, I'm talking about that chick. Like, stay in here. Okay. 
Oh, <laughs> you got to think about it. Back in the day, we had, we had IG, though. That's yeah. the, yeah, yeah. IG came out, we was probably, what, 21, 24, something like that. We was grown when IG came out. Right. These kids now, they are bad. Right. 18 years old with an IG? Shit. Yeah, it's a different ball it's game. It's a whole holodex. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a whole yeah. different it's a ball crazy game. world now. It's a whole holodex, man. But we really appreciate you guys for pulling up when we talk back. And just to give our listeners again, listen, we got the real estate. We got the working out shit. What else we got coming up next? All type of shit. All kind of healing. Popping off. Yes, I know. You guys, plug yourself. Tell people where they can find you. So follow us on IG, Spotify, whatever. It's my real estate mistakes. My personal IG is cash transactions. My real estate company IG is Keys to the Carolinas. Nice. Um, like you said, my real estate mistake podcast. You can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple, all that stuff. Uh, my IG is at the Quincy Edwards Developer on IG, and uh, my real estate firm is Paragon Realty SC dot com. Hey, oh, oh, y'all on LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, professional, yeah. professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, y'all, y'all heard that they on LinkedIn, girl. Is that a new plug? Y'all ain't know that's the number one dating website. That's the number one dating website. But that's not though. Think about it. It's yeah. I'm, about, I'm about to update my picture then. Yep. Go ahead and update it. Exactly. All right, y'all. Listen, so if you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your homegirl, AJ Holiday 2.0 on Instagram. Follow me now if you won't get on. Hey, y'all, it's official Tan Bam on Instagram. Y'all follow me. I love y'all. Let me just say one thing to y'all. You need to speak now and never hold your motherfucking Period. Bye. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.